Woohoo! Yes, finally, that worked. Okay, today, like ten minutes of trying to get on live, but that's okay. Welcome to Dish the Diet, Face the Feelings with Nina Crash and Susan Darling Spurrier. Um, unfortunately, Sammy D cannot make it with us today, but we're thinking of you anyway, and hope you have a wonderful time with your guests. Today we are talking about courage, but before we get into talking about courage, I would like Nina to courageously tell us what she's got going on in the coaching world, where to find her, what's she up to? Uh, find me on ninasempire.com, on Nina's Empire, everywhere on social media. I'm up to, I'm actually creating a free course for Udemy on intuitive eating. That's going on at the moment. It should be done soon. It's not a complicated one. It's just the basic principles and so on to, for beginners. And it's going to be really cool. I'm going to post it all over the place when it's done. And um, that's pretty much it that, that I'm working on that right now. And um, also still trying to figure out the size of my journal because apparently it's more complicated than it looks. But it's going to be really, really pretty. So awesome. Uh, on. <laughs> Great. So how about you, Susan? How can people get in touch with you and what would they get in touch with you for? Well, they can get in touch with me on Facebook on my personal page right now because I have been pro bono for a while. Well, for 10 years, I have been mentoring and um, more recently life coaching that kind of fell in with the mentoring. And right now I'm looking forward to getting my website all put together. I had one and took it down a while back. So um, I have some help from within our group to get my website together. But you can find me under Susan Darling Spurrier on Facebook. Let me know you saw me here. And what I do is mentor, coach, and also I consider myself an ambassador of well-being bringing joy into your life, discovering why why the joy has disappeared and what you might be needing. So with that, I'll turn it back to Beth. Okay, thank you so much. So I'm Beth Gray. I am an MBIT and M-braining coach focused on ditching the diet and facing your feelings. Um, have the site with Sarah Whalen of Nourish to Flourish, and we have the group Nourish, which we are all members of. Nourish is really about sharing that journey of nourishing our bodies, our minds, our souls, um, living a healthy, more vibrant life. So I want to invite you all in March, in Nourish, we are going to have the Moving Through March Challenge. And this is about just moving your body, not, not full on exercise, just adding a little bit more movement. How do you celebrate what you can do? Instead of focusing on, oh, well, I don't have time for, and I can't. Let's explore movement as what you can do. Maybe you could make it this month in March to two classes of dance that you've been interested in, and I just, I just don't have enough time to do it regularly. Fine. Don't make it regularly, but go explore it. Or maybe movement in March will be, I'm going to take my lunch hour and go feed the ducks. But 
just go for that little walk. Just get out and do what you can. So every day in March, we're going to have a suggested activity, something sometimes light and easy, sometimes challenging, um, but it's gonna be about challenging you to explore movement. Maybe that will be Tai Chi, maybe that's yoga, maybe that's stretching, maybe it's weights at home. Um, one day will be a plank challenge, of course. There's gotta be a plank challenge in there somewhere, but it's only one day. So come join us in Nourish. I will put the link in the comments on this live for you to come and join us. We'd love to have you join us in the, the challenge we've got going on in Nourish. So anyway, today's topic, as I already said, is courage. We're talking about courage as it relates to strength. And we've talked the last three panels, emotional strength, mental strength, physical strength, and we're finishing with courage. Now in embraining, courage is a function of our gut. In embraining, we say that in the gut is our security, our safety, our movement, our self-preservation. That's where we feel that doubt, that anxiety, that fear. It's also where we fear, feel that courage. And that courage comes up and meets in our heart. And we're feeling, I can do this. But it starts in our gut that says, this is who I am. This is what I need. And I'm going to do it. So... I really wanted us to talk about how courage relates to this journey we're doing of ditching the diet and facing the feelings. So how does that relate for you, Nina, in, in your journey, what you're doing with clients even? I think the courage, first of all, I think it's a skill. You can build it. For example, when you are ditching the diet and then you find yourself in the social situations and you've been eating one way your, for how many years you've been dieting and so on, and now you found yourself there and people are expecting certain behaviors from you which you are no longer doing. It takes great courage to tell them, you know, no. Just say no. Because if... If it's been that way so long and they have perception of you as someone who eats that much or eats this and that and that, and you suddenly say no, and it creates that awkward situation. And I've been through that a lot of times with my family because, you know, they expect me to continue eating the way I ate before I knew all that I know now. And when I say no and when I refuse, it, it's like I'm the weirdo of the family. You know? <laughs> and that takes courage to just sit there and stand, you know, stand up for yourself and not let anyone else dictate what you eat or you don't eat. Yeah. And it takes courage to say no to diet. I think that's the biggest courage anyone can have at all. As far as dieting goes, I mean, yeah. we are bombarded with the diets from, from young age, from watching our mothers and so on. So the notion that there is life 
beyond dieting and to, to embrace that journey and to say, okay, I'm done with dieting. That takes yeah. so, so much courage. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, um, one of the things that happens is, you know, you go out and, you know, what are others going to think? I mean, most people are like, oh, well, I'm only going to order a salad. I don't want them to think I'm eating too much. But also there's that whole thing of, you know, I like ordering an appetizer and dessert. If, if there's a good dessert that's gluten-free that I know I'm going to enjoy, I want to order dessert. And then you get this, this feeling of what are they going to say? Oh, who cares what they're going to say? I'm the one that's eating it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I've, I've come to step into this power of I am going to listen to my body and I'm going to stop eating when I reach my bliss point. Not when I'm full. When I reach my bliss point, I'm going to stop eating. And I know that that means there's no room in my stomach for a main. Or if I do have the main, that's the only thing I'm going to have. There's definitely not room for the appetizer or the dessert. And so I make my eating choices when I go out with friends to a restaurant about what do I really want to enjoy? Because food is about enjoying it. And so, you know, it's it's not about feeling that guilt of what are they going to say. And I will literally go through and find something that I am looking for, the texture, the taste, the, you know, that thing of, am I really going to enjoy this? Once you've chosen that way and you know that, it's, oh, you know, if you want to sit there and, and judge because look what she's ordered, that's fine. But me, I'm going to enjoy my food. And I'm going to stop at bliss point. I'm going to stop not when, oh, my God, I've had too much. <laughs> you know, so much courage. Yeah. <laughs> And also, it's the courage of being able to say, you know, if you really enjoy something, can I have a doggy bag because I want to take this home and I want to finish it later? Okay. And, and, it's, and it's that knowing of this is my body. This is how I want to feel. And I don't want to feel tired, foggy brained because I ate too much. Yeah. I really want to feel good. After I've eaten, not just that I enjoyed the taste, but that I really enjoyed the whole experience, including the two hours afterwards. Exactly. Exactly. Because when, when you make unwise choices generally and you don't and you choose not to exercise courage, then the flip side is we pay for it one way or the other. We may yeah. pay for it with the cash, our emotions, our bodies. We feel really terrible. We're not functioning at peak. And for me, one of the things that I learned, I had heard you could just ask if you knew they had strawberries in another dish, but you didn't want them all enmeshed with other things, you could just simply ask for strawberries plain. You can ask for different things. And It's so also that courage. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And my friends are always 
they're always looking forward to what is she going to do today? What will she <laughs> ask for them not to do or to do? What will be the substitution? Or is exactly. Or, and it's staring. I mean, like I've had times where I've ordered X salad, but could you change it from chicken to such and such, which is also on the menu? Exactly. You know, um, and they look at you, you know, the waiter's looking at you like going, really? And, and other people are looking at you going, oh, my gosh, you're so difficult to eat with. Yeah. <laughs> but but this, I want to enjoy. And I want what's good for me, not what somebody else thinks is good for me. So my friends always, they're, they're just like, okay, what is it today? What are you having today? It may be two or three sides. It could be, as you say, the appetizer and the dessert or having the courage, not anymore, but, you know, the first several times I did it was to ask a friend to share. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Or a main. I'm, I'm very comfortable with that now. But at first it was like, well, I don't know how this will work. They'll think I'm cheap. No, it's not about, about spend, not spending money. It really is about what is good for me or what is good for us yeah and I've noticed it rubs off on my friends they now have like enough um courage to ask for what it is they really want not the cheese not the croutons or add extra tomato or add whatever yeah yeah it yeah. rubs off on folks that's a good yeah. thing yeah and I mean, I was, I was talking to a client a few weeks ago and she said the hardest, the hardest place for her to eat is her mom's house because her mom will be like, Oh, let, let me get you some more. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and I want my mom to smile and I want my mom to feel appreciated. So I let her serve a second dish. Yes. That I didn't want to eat. And then I eat it and then I feel terrible for the next three hours or four hours. And I was like, what could you do instead that would honor your body, that would be respectful of your body, but that your mom would still have that smile and feel good about. And she's like, I could ask her to show me her garden. I was like, okay. So when you've finished eating, when you've had enough, ask her if she'll show you her garden. She's going to be happy to take you outside and show you everything. Maybe it's not the most interesting thing in the world. Maybe you don't give a damn about the garden, but she does. And it's respecting yourself and still honoring the other person by, by, by saying or doing something that shows your appreciation for that person, that shows your interest, but learning to say, no, I, I don't want seconds. Yeah, that takes, that really takes a lot of courage. Now when I think, <laughs> especially, when eating with your family, it, it's the worst. <laughs> because if you spend years and years, I spent years eating foods that I no longer want to eat. And then all of them are eating one food and then there is me. You know? <laughs> and normally I would just 
you know, say to myself, why are you being such a spoiled bread? Just eat what everyone else is eating and don't make this about you. But, you know, it's not about that. I deserve to enjoy my food as much as they deserve to enjoy their food. And everyone has a right to choose what they want. I don't push anyone to eat my whole grain stuff and so on. If they want to eat sugar and processed foods, they are welcome to do that. And, you know, I expect from other people to respect my choices as much as I respect theirs. And that does require courage because yeah. it, it has to be learned. It's not a skill, especially if, if you spend, you know, 20, 30 years eating some way. And now you suddenly say no. You need to practice that no over and over again until it feels comfortable to say that all. I, I, I want to say, Steve, that buffet buffets at hotels are one of my favorite places to eat because you can choose and you can put on your plate exactly what you want to try. So I would agree. I would agree, Steve. Buffets give me bliss. Yes, they do. I mean, as long as it's a really good buffet where I can just go and I can pick and choose because they have such a variety and everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Now, that to me doesn't mean that I walk out of their stuff full. No, it means that I really enjoyed that variety and that choice. So yes, Steve. Thanks. Thanks for that comment. Definitely, definitely love love a a, a great buffet. <laughs> Absolutely. And when you when you reach that bliss point, there's nothing more powerful in my estimation than sitting at that table and knowing that I have reached that that point of bliss. And the waiter or the server takes the place and I need nothing more than good conversation to continue. It is yeah. very powerful once you understand yeah. what's going on and the friends and the family eventually do come along for, for the ride, except there's always like an odd one that's going to be persistent. But there again, you have the power, you've already exercised the courage muscle, you build it up and you yeah. do this thing. And it's and a beautiful. And for me, it's the same even with alcohol. You know, I I stopped drinking because I had problems with my gut um, just, you know, from the celiac disease. Um, and so for me, I spend a lot of time saying, no, I don't want to drink because I'm sick. And then I got rid of the because I'm sick. Yes. Because yes. I didn't want to be that to be what defined me. And so now it's like, no, I'm, I'm choosing not to drink because I feel better when I don't. Exactly. There is power in it. There is power in that. Okay. It's not I'm sick. It's because I feel better when I don't. Okay. Exactly. And it's not that I don't enjoy the drink, but I don't enjoy the day, the, the, the week after that. But I'm going to sit there and say, no, I... You know, I'm not going to enjoy this, so I don't want that to be. Um, and I think that, that really it's stepping into that owning of this is me and this is how I do best. And I am perfectly happy to be at a party with everybody else is drinking and I'm not. And I'm good with that. 
Yes, ownership is key to our lives becoming better and being the best we can be for ourselves. And when we are the best we can be for ourselves, we are best for everybody. Whether they want to believe it or not, we're at our best. Yeah. Yeah. So if if somebody was coming to you, Nina, and um, they're, they're, they're asking you for coaching for help on um their their size and weight you're a nutritionist you're you're also a great coach and how do you introduce courage to them Mm, that is a good question well first of all it takes courage also to accept your size and weight because I don't do weight loss. That's not my thing. (laughs) If they come with that, um, then I I would ask them what's behind that because weight loss is never about losing weight. So uh, it's always, it's always going into that ownership, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's, I mean, it's not only about diet and food, it's about every aspect of our life. Everything comes back to us having the responsibility and being responsible and choosing to be responsible instead of trying to find excuses and other people who can fix us and situations and, you know, anything outside of us. It's, that's the point of courage to be yourself, to be you know, responsible for your situation and owning that and working through that because working through ditching the diet and, you know, facing the feelings and intuitive eating and quitting, binging each, every step you need courage because it's not comfortable. It's not something you are used to do. If you spend 15 years binging and dieting, it takes courage to say no, to say I'm done with this bullshit, you know, and that is the biggest courage. And I mean, I believe that clients who come to us already have have the building point of the courage, otherwise they wouldn't be here. You know, when someone comes to me, they, they already are done, you know, they don't want another diet and they are, they yeah. do have courage to try whatever it takes to be free and to come on the other side. Because if they didn't, they would try that one last diet, this one must work, this one promises weight loss forever and so on, but they are done with that. And that's when they come to me to find another way to live beyond dieting. Yeah. And, and I know for me with this whole thing of dish the diet and face the feelings, it really does take courage to sit in the discomfort and, and, you know, that dis-ease of I have a craving and mm-hmm. instead of eating whatever that craving is, instead of binging, instead of going on that, I am going to sit in this moment And I'm going to say, what's this really about? What am I really feeling right now that is behind this? What am I really hungry for, maybe? Okay. Am I hungry for a change in my life? Am I hungry for a hug or comfort or or compassion? Am I hungry for connection with another person? 
And so it's it's sitting in that and it's uncomfortable. And so it's definitely courage that says, this is not about how I look in the mirror. This is not my, you know, a number on the scale, which is all external to us. This is going inside and seeing what's going on. What is driving this? What is it that I really am hungry for that I need to satisfy? Because when that's satisfied, I'm not going to be hungry for food anymore. No. Exactly. So, Susan, I, I know you've been mentoring women for 10 years. Yeah. How does courage show up for these women? Um, a lot of times it, it just comes an innocent conversation. And to reflect back to them, well, I don't feel so good. Well, tell me more about it. And then, well, I've been eating this or I've been eating that. Or when I go here, I notice that I always have such, such and such. Are you willing to sit here? Then I'll ask, are you willing to sit here and reflect further about this? And a lot of times it's the thing of people buying the lie in the commercials on TV. Oh, absolutely. I mean, how many commercials about the ice cream? You know, I broke up with my boyfriend, so let me eat the ice cream. (laughs) whatever it is or if you only buy this product you will be so much more glamorous or you know fashion dictates we should do this or that and having worked in the fashion industry for a while and studying textiles and clothing and body image part of the work that I did was to explore my own body and map different parts of my body where the discomfort was. Where do I love myself? Where do I not love myself? And it was always my stomach. Well, I had a C-section and, and it was, you know, this way. Oh, exa- yeah, exactly. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so the muscles are affected. So one day I, ha- I made up my mind. I love my stomach. I love my tummy because I gave birth to my daughter who is just as precious now she was the day she was born. But it comes about an innocent conversation, just listening and reflecting, you know, and sometimes going out to eat, you you see, or meeting somewhere, I don't always meet in an office, I may meet for coffee, you know, and they order a uh, suite to go with, and then it's a second or the third, and there's just, you know, an observation and casual conversation, which brings it around. But most people that work with me know part of my story as far as binging and purging for over 35 years, having to go to the clinic to learn how to eat again. Yeah. And, you know, the studies at the university, they know about that typically. They have a little bit of an idea about who I am and where the courage comes from for me to really face life, the homelessness, um, the time in the military. There's a lot of different things that, um, you know, people want to know about me before I work with them, even as a mentor, you know, I share a bit about, so we have a comfort level established and, um, it is really surprising once the comfort level is reached, what they will pour out. But then I, I simply just question a little bit and let them. You just reflect back work. to them. Absolutely. That's all. That's all there is. 
Yeah. But nerd, this panel is phenomenal because the subjects are covered. You know, if you stick with it week after week, you will learn. This is a powerful place to learn and to be in the community is powerful as well. Absolutely. So I just want to remind everybody in Nourish for the month of March, we're going to do Moving Through March. And it's all about encouraging us all to discover movement a little bit more. And, and, and I'm really, really careful about saying, about not saying exercise because exercise should be a celebration of what your body can do. Okay. It should be a mastery of your body, not somebody else's body, yours. So what we want to do in March is simply just go on an adventure of discovery of all the possible ways you might move. And hopefully in that, you'll get a better idea of what you really enjoy doing. You know, because there's no point in having an exercise program that every morning you like, oh, no, I've got to go do. Okay, you really want to have something that you actually get joy from that, that there is enjoyment in. I, I remember at, oh, I don't know, maybe about 24, 25, I started karate for the first time. I mean, I'd done a little bit of Taekwondo when I was at you know, school, but then at about 24, 25, I started karate. And I remember falling over, slipping over in my own pool of sweat. Literally, I slept over in my own sweat. It was like, oh man, this is bad. But for the first three weeks of doing karate, I was popping Tylenol every day for the muscle pain because I'd been out of exercise for so long. I mean, I'd been doing running and stuff, but I wasn't at that level of fitness. But I loved it so much. I was training five and six days a week because I really loved it. I had found something like, not the, I mean, I like the combat, but I really loved the katas, which is, you know, basically the, um, oh, what do you, I've lost the word in English. Um, but, but basically katas are like, choreography okay so it's a choreographed set of moves that you're going to do which is all fighting stances and fighting moves but it's it's really about training your body just muscle memory repetition 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 so that your body automatically after one move is automatically the next one but i loved that and i couldn't get enough of it and I have to say, I have never since then found something that I love that much. Hmm. Are um, you going to be doing that through the march? Um, <laughs> I have to say, I've got to figure out a way. Panama's traffic is diabolical. And I live in a wonderful little community that I have everything right here except for a karate dojo <laughs> and just thinking about leaving and getting into the city traffic 
Um, it's either training's either 7 a.m. or it's 5 p.m. And I just, it's like, I'm not doing that traffic. I'm just, I just yeah, those aren't the worst times. I'm just not doing that traffic. I mean, in Panama, some people literally commute two hours to work and two hours home again. Um, which it just, it's like, no, I'm, I'm just, I, I need to find something that's around here. I mean, like, um, they've got um, jujitsu relatively close by. And I'm like, well, you should actually go try jujitsu. You might like it as much as you loved karate. Um, so it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you, you should probably go try it because, I mean, okay, it's not the same. Hey, you know, you might. <laughs> um, I guess the other option would be getting an instructor that would be willing to come to my home, but I don't know what that would cost now. <laughs> yeah. It just it just seems a little extravagant. <laughs> um, but definitely, you know, it's it's finding something that really, really you love. I mean, like, um, I have a friend that does salsa dancing and she does it three days a week. And wow, that woman is fit, but she loves the dancing. Um, so it's, it's finding something that really celebrates who you are and what you love to do. So, you know, come join us and nourish, um, and, and just come on the adventure of discovering how does your body like to move and how do you celebrate your body, what it can do. And, you know, thank you for joining us today. Um, we hope that you have enjoyed this little discussion about courage. Um, we'll post in the comments where you can find Nina, where you can find me, where you can find Susan. Um, and as with everybody in Nourish, um, we're still offering even in March, um, for those of you that are new to the group, um, a free coaching session for anybody that comes in new to the group. Um, just post that you need it, that you're looking for it, and come and join us. Thank you guys so much. Thank you.